should be about. My name is Rob. I'm typically joined by my co-host Ryan. Unfortunately, he could not be here for this episode. But in the next episode, we do discuss sort of what happened there. So if you are interested in the nuts and bolts of podcast making, come back and listen. That being said, this is a very special episode for me a very personal episode for me for fans of the podcast this is a an, an entire episode dedicated to the band i used to be in in the early to mid 2000s we were not a particularly big band or successful band but we were able to land a record contract and tour the country we were a metal band. We were a, or more specifically, a metal core band. In fact, you can see the name in the title. It's Invocation of Nihek. Pause this episode. Go search it on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon. You'll find it. Take a listen. That'll give you the context you need. But a lot of you are here from the Invocation Facebook page. And this episode really is because of you guys. Uh, Over the years, and this band has been broken up for 14 years. Over that time, there has just been a slow and steady trickle of support and interest that over the years, I've tried to share with the other guys as often as possible. And, and whenever they run into people who ask about things, they always share it with me. And it just it, it, it is something that seems to always keep coming back. And so with that in mind, we set up a Facebook page and a Bandcamp page to have a place for Invocation of Nihek to live online in, you know, in the modern day. And so this is sort of a culmination of all of that support and interest. Also, this is like a very pandemic quarantine way to do what you could call a reunion. Before we get into that, I have a little bit of housekeeping we need to do. Pod About Pod, this podcast just recently launched a Facebook page and a Twitter account. So you can follow Pod About Pod on Facebook, facebook.com slash pod about podcast on Twitter with the handle at pod about podcast as always on Instagram at pod about pod. And you could always email us pod about podcast at gmail.com. As far as the band goes invocation of knee you can find invocation 
on Facebook, facebook.com slash Invocation of NEHEC. And on Bandcamp at Invocation of com. So this is a very long episode. It actually is close to four hours long. And I had to make it a two-part episode because of the podcast host limitations on long episodes. So we now have two episodes uh, for this. Uh, The conversations you would expect are over the internet during a pandemic. And just so you're prepared on what you're about to hear, people would assume that the most obvious way to do this would be to have a big teleconference with everyone. But if you've ever participated in a teleconference like that, you'll know that that can get very herky jerky. It can get a bit unlistenable. So we felt it would be a better audio experience to kind of break it all down into individual components. And so in the band, the two longest standing members were Steve, the guitar player, and me, the other guitar player. Invocation of Neek sort of became our baby. And so I felt it was appropriate for Steve and I to conduct these interviews with each of the band members. The band members who are participating in this are the band members who were either on the record or supported the touring of uh, the music. So uh, essentially it's you know, the, the recording artists and it's the, the touring artists. There are band members who, who aren't part of this episode and that was by no disrespect for the most part. Uh, <laughs> but we appreciate everyone's contribution to the band. We also have a core group of friends that also supported the band. You know who you are. We love you. So this episode is really for those people who just sort of keep coming back. They have that nostalgia for that, you know, early to mid 2000s metal core. And we were on that playlist for them. And so I know how important that is. I have bands that I love from that time, too, that maybe were not the most popular, but for me, they're just special. So I totally get the idea. And honestly, if those bands were to do something like this, I would love it. So I hope you enjoy. I think we all had a great time um, catching up and talking to each other. The conversations are mostly positive. I think there's some interesting stories in here, and I think you'll have an enjoyable listen with it. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to stop talking now because this is a very long episode. You are about to hear part one of a podcast reunion of Invocation of Neek. Enjoy. Here. We're starting this off. Oh, this is bizarre because we were just talking. We were just talking. <laughs> You're right. We were just talking and then we had to like stop talking just so I could hit a button. And then now we're we're trying to talk again. Um, I'm here now with uh, Steve Pianka. 
And Steve was the other guitar player in Invocation of Nehek. And so welcome to the show, Steve. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So uh, so anyway, I, I wanted nice. to start this uh, interview off with you because I think when it comes to the band, you and I were the two constants throughout every iteration of the band. Uh, we were the longest two members and basically it got to a place where you know, most of the sort of decision-making in the band was between you and I, is that fair to say? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're sitting around the longest, <laughs> right. I don't know if you call it seniority. Yeah. But I mean, everyone still had an equal say. We were just, we were just there the longest. Yeah. Kind of. I think we, I think that's something we did. Uh, I think that's something that we did better than other bands is that we did give everyone sort of uh, what I think everyone would say felt like an, an equal say in the band. Oftentimes there's like a a leader of a band, but I think everyone had uh, as much input as they wanted in the band. I mean, I'd like to believe that. Uh, I don't, I don't know how true that is, but you know, like, (laughs) I believe that from my perspective. Right. Uh, um, but who knows? It's, it's, it's been a long time. Like, I mean, we generally, I, I, I thought we tried to be pretty egalitarian, like just kind of let everything go. I mean, we, we burnt a lot of bridges for the sake of the other people in bands or staying friends and stuff like that. And instead of kind of burning other bridges to push ourselves farther than we, uh, we should have been. I think for the most part, you know, we, always wanted to play with people who we had good chemistry with. And that was always a very important piece of our band. I always felt that our chemistry internally amongst us was um, something that other bands didn't possess. Yeah. I mean, we always, we always didn't always get along, but we always were defensive of each other almost to a point of like being standoffish with other people. Right. Yeah. For the sake of sort of sticking up for ourselves. Yeah, I mean, we didn't put up with anyone's nonsense, even though we had we had a lot of nonsense of our own. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's that's our nonsense. Mm-hmm. Other people's nonsense. We weren't we weren't honestly a good enough band to have that attitude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But but we had it right. Like we didn't it. You know, you want us to do this for that? Well, right. no. And that definitely cost us in some places, but it also got us in places that we otherwise probably wouldn't have been. Yeah, we it's were weird. bad at we were bad at playing the game. Oh yeah, we were terrible at that. And I, <laughs> and and I think because I I kind of fell into this, I, I for lack of better term, a sort of a manager role. Um, that probably falls a lot on me, and I know that like the prevailing thought for industry people who dealt with us was that I was difficult to work with. Whereas by contrast, Rob, who's going to be coming in next our, our singer, he was very good at the game. He, he was always liked by the people who found us, dif- who found us difficult to work with. He was always able to navigate with those people. Yeah. I mean, well, he's a likable dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I'm not very likable. You're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> but neither are you. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. No, you're, no, very, no, you're very likable. Like, I, I, I'm not even, I'm, but I'm aware I'm not likable. I right. wouldn't have put myself in that position. Yeah. We, I mean, I think like back then too, like, I think we were so like scrappy and uh, just trying to get shows and trying to move this thing forward. You know, it didn't start as serious as it became. And I think the most obvious tell of that is our name. Yeah, I think that's why, especially you and especially me, kind of had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder when it came to dealing with other people. Because right. we had, I mean, we we weren't popular amongst the hardcore guys, mm-hmm. especially because that was the biggest, like that was in Connecticut in that era was like, everyone's trying to be the toughest people in the world. Right. And we're, you know, like, Hey, we're just like you, but we have a metal band name. And then the metal guys didn't care for us because we were essentially like a metalcore band and the metalcore people didn't like us because we didn't have an emo name. Right. And aside from, aside from all the obvious stuff, that's just the surface right. stuff. Yeah. You don't, um, you don't name your band invocation of knee with any aspiration of getting <laughs> signed putting out a record, touring the country. Yeah. Like it start it's it really did start uh just I mean, I guess it did back so when it did start, chemistry was not as big of a I was a stranger to a band that you guys had. And then because the direction changed, we changed the name. And that was in yeah. like I think what 2001. It was like that was the very end of 2000 and one because we played our first show uh may of 2002 mm, right yeah so yeah i mean you don't you don't name this band that name invocation of dhec uh expecting to go very far yeah. but through yeah, our, especially in the state of connecticut in the year 2001 well sure right that i mean then and, and you're right about that that like the 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 coolest kids quote unquote the coolest kids were probably about 50 kids from southern connecticut uh in the 203 area code and and they were the gatekeepers to what was cool in this scene and we didn't fit that bill we were, but we had a couple friends who rolled in those circles, you being one of them, but Matt, our first singer was the one they really liked. Um, and that kind of gave us a little foothold with some of those kids. And so some of those kids were quiet supporters when no one was looking. Yeah, um, it was, uh, it was, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> seen, seen politics. Were really weird. Yeah, back then it was it was hard. But I mean, at the same time, like I I I just remember that we were. I don't think any any of us went into it with expectations, and I think that that that's also partially why things started moving for us too. Because I and I often find that when you go into a project with the least amount of expectations, those tend to be the projects that do the best. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you recall, but we had to fight tooth and nail for every every set, yeah. every even nod in our direction, right? For about three years, and then we started getting some credibility because somebody that had no idea who we are, right, saw us without the whole stigma of well, screw these guys, right? Yeah, because of our name, our name. So for for the record, we should probably clear this up because I think this is. A long time ago, we made some joke that you had a uncle Niak Krasinski and we like got the name from that. And 
there were like for some reason, some people actually took that as like a legitimate story. Like that's how we got our name. That's not how we got our name. Um, our our name comes from a a, a Warhammer game. Uh, Warhammer is like a tabletop like RPG role playing game with like little model figures that you paint and shit. And it was a spell from one of the characters uh, was able to raise an army of the dead. And you see this. If, if any of you have played role playing games, you know that this is like a common spell um, with a different name and whatever respective game it is. Um, and that's where the name came from. It was it was the spell in Warhammer to raise an army of dead against your opponent. And that's what our, our, our name came from. And, and you certainly don't um, name your band with any expectation of getting signed that. Uh, so <laughs> I can say, though, at the time, I remember the reason we went for such a, a kooky name was because there were a lot of band names that were like kind of long sentences. And there were some common words that like like conspiracy and autumn and ashes and day oh yeah it like, was the height of like emo band names right and so i think like we wanted to just sort of reject that entire sort of clicky scene name and i i, I think the name that we 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 originally were going to go with was a very clicky scene name i think we it was a we were toying with the idea of a morning once lost and then for some reason it never occurred to us that there was a life once lost and then when we made that connection we were like you know what fuck this direction like let's do something weird yeah i mean well now that i know i can curse here like yeah it's pretty much it's just a lot of fuck you in this band like yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's true there yeah th that that is part of the uh essence of of our band is that we did often consider ourselves sort of sticking a thumb up to sort of whatever status quo was even though we were a metalcore band we were not playing anything yeah. tremendously <laughs> innovative or, or musically but like we didn't take ourselves that seriously and I think that to some degree that also maybe worked against us. Um, oh, it definitely worked against us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like we, we didn't do a great job of writing that line, but I think ultimately we, you know, we're kind of true to ourselves in that sense. So it, sort of the cards are going to fall where they fall. Um, but, you know, we didn't take ourselves that seriously. We had this goofy name, but we were like still focused on writing songs that had breakdowns that were good at shows. That was like, I guess, like we wanted to write fun music that was cool to watch. Um, I know for me, like the listening part of it wasn't really a big piece to how I would write things. But how about you? Like, where, you, where did you sort of fall with that? I don't really remember. I, like we wrote collaboratively for most of the stuff, though. Like we jam it out. Well, right. Yeah. You, you like uh, you would come up with a cool of riffs riff or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You would so, come up with a cool riff, and then we would like exactly. We would jam it out. We didn't really have someone like I've been in bands where there's someone that's really good at composing stuff, and you come in with a couple of riffs, and they can piece it all together, so it's it sounds right as a whole unit. Right. Uh, 
our, ours didn't necessarily do that because it was more of a more organic and then we just kind of ended up somewhere right as far as i remember i don't know that was yeah no that, that's that is true and i think like towards the end when we were like writing with elliot and evan things got a little more songwritery we we yeah. paid more attention to song structure and, and cohesiveness we were not you know Best, especially oh, I was the worst there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially back at the time. I mean, if you remember, like the 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 band that everyone revered the most back then was between the Barry to me. And they were just like genre mishmash. Like they were putting like, you know, black metal right next to sort of thrash metal right next to grindcore, right next to hardcore, right next to fucking clean vocals and pretty guitars. Like it was there was no songwriting it was just like mishmash of genres all together but it was brutal it was catchy it was technical so and you know they did really well well that's that's where we kind of fell apart is because it didn't seem like it was really songwriting but those guys put in some work oh sure to make it sound that way and meanwhile right. we're like oh yeah we can we can emulate that <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah i mean for the most part so i guess like yeah i mean so the 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 whole thing with this podcast and, and, and doing it this way with you is so, uh, and you know, I, I probably said this earlier, but you know, you're going to stick around for the whole episode and we're going to have the other guys call in and we're just going to like shoot the shit with them. Um, some of these people we haven't talked to in years. I mean, I haven't talked to, uh, Rob Carpenter, who's in the waiting room right now and Tom O'Hare in years just outside of coordinating this thing before we do move on i did wanna like i'm, I'm gonna try to get some of these questions out for everyone just to sort of see wherever where everyone sort of um fits and i guess like do you have like a best memory from the band oh man i have too many to like uh like really just pull one I mean, one of my one of the funniest memories, I think, was right after a record came out. We were playing up at that college uh, up in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Right. The record had just come out and I was like top of the world. And during one of our songs, I decided to do this like kick out thing. Yeah. You know, just kick my leg out uh -huh. Well, my other knee gave out <laughs> yeah. and I fell flat on my face, guitar and all like didn't even put my hands out because right. I didn't want to drop my guitar. And I got up and I'm like, oh, maybe nobody noticed. At the end of the song, Matt just walks up to me and goes, hey, man, not going to lie. Everybody saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're OK talking about, but like your knees at one point would go out every so often. Oh, yeah. So I do remember that happening at a house show. It was like one of our first shows. I think that happened at uh, Skip's house. Oh, yeah, that happened. It happened. uh Fairly regularly. I think like a few times. I don't remember it happening like all the time, but I think like uh, maybe three yeah, I times. Didn't, I didn't fall on my face every time. <laughs> yeah. No, but that was brutal because, you know, that's painful. And and then to Steve's credit, you would always finish the set. Well, yeah. It wasn't my hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was uh, that. And that sucks. Yeah. I, I did get one injury one time during... <laughs> <laughs> during a set it's not my best memory but it is something that is kind of funny is um it's in the it's actually in the uh album artwork too um we each have like this like there's like a little rail of of photos of each of us 
in the album artwork. And I, I was headbanging during one of our, our shows and Waterbury. And I was like, really like kind of crab walky low. And I just hit my own fucking head on my own guitar. <laughs> and I started fucking bleeding everywhere. Like, and so like there's a, that was a Waterbury VFW. Yeah. So there's, there's like blood just, it's like, I still have a scar from it and it's pouring down my face. The photo looks like something awesome happened. It was like the dumbest injury you could ever fucking get in a show. (laughs) So that's, uh, that's, it's a cool picture. Not a great, uh, not a great way to get that cool scar though. Um, Best memory. Well, it's so funny now with the podcast and oh, but Ryan couldn't be here. He had some scheduling issues with work, um, but it is funny because Ryan is now working in California in all the areas we drove through. And I do Maybe, remember yeah, those where people live, probably. Well, uh, he drives you know through the desert in Southern California to go to like Arizona. And he's he was in um, San Jose a couple weeks ago. And so like he's like driving through all those like golden mountains that we drove out of L.A. through. And um, so it's just fun to talk with with Ryan because I do. I did love those van rides in between shows with you guys. I, I just really felt like. We were where we were supposed to be at that moment. And that really like felt like that was um, being able to take those that scenery in with you guys was very special to me. Um, Best show was probably that Corona showcase show that we played with Through the Eyes of the Dead. First first showcase show. That was a Tuesday by that. That was a Tuesday show. It was sold out. I still have the poster for that show. And uh, kids knew our words at that show. And like that was also incredibly rewarding because we were as far away from home as we could have been. And kids knew our words at this, you know, sold out show. So that was crazy. Um, That was a good memory. So. um, All right. I'm going to do some uh, some some lightning round questions for you, Steve. Okay. And then maybe the other guys will get these too. We'll see what everyone has to say. Do you still play your instrument? Occasionally. Occasionally. What's uh, like, what, what's occasionally? I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was jamming with some guys recently, but you know, uh, my hands are doing what my knees were doing. So not as much. Mm. That's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. It happens. I'm super rusty. I'll, I'll answer these along with you because uh, no one's going to ask me them. So, <laughs> do i still play my instrument um very uh on a hobby level now i'm not trying to like write music i just noodle around and play but i probably play like once a week um what bands have you been in since since invo Uh, i was in a band called progress yep uh since hold on since invo uh I did deadly right after uh, right after uh, Invo. Man, yeah, which, we that would be like you guys were so good. Deadly was so good. You wrote some crazy riffs for that band, dude, and that was like so good. It was too bad that like what I don't know why that that didn't continue, but it was awesome. You guys wrote really good songs. Well, thanks. We had we had the 
we had the three and then the one we stole from the the end of Invo. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't know it, like deadly was Steve, Elliot and Evan. And then you had someone else, didn't you? Paul, 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 the guy, uh, the guy that we should have gone with. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay. So this, so you were in deadly. Uh, then, uh, then I was in, uh, the horror story. Oh, okay. Well, oh, wow. God, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice that's enough of that one um uh, then it was in progress for a while those guys were great that was a fun band that yeah that was a really good band that was like a hardcore band like posi hardcore yeah there yeah you and guys that was were the awesome. closest experience uh like with the with writing and playing like that band had uh our drummer could compose like no others like we mm. just show up with a mishmash of riffs yeah and then or he would just straight write songs and then we would adapt them yeah uh to the way we played yeah, you guys were uh, sick man you guys were all really good like there was that was uh those songs were great that was seth's department our drummer because he did a lot of that a lot of the heavy lifting for the uh composing of those songs which was great yeah uh anyone after yeah were you in another band after that i, I, I was jamming with a couple of guys recently and oh, that's it and yeah. then yeah and then that's it okay what's the uh last thing you listened to on spotify behind the bastards mm. okay i listened to behind the podcast oh, oh okay so that's a podcast what about song like music uh hang on it's been a bit let me uh <laughs> i was scrolling through i was scrolling through stuff the other the other day oh, i was operation ivy wow okay going back of uh, propaganda uh Wow. Oh, the humanity. That's one that I can always go back to. That's that's pretty recent. There okay. you go. Yeah, for me, it's been a lot of like low tech, like techno ambient electronic music. Like there's this one guy, Henry Green, that I've been listening to a lot. That's really good. He has this song called uh, Realign. That's awesome. And uh, I could listen to that on repeat. And uh, it's pretty sick. Uh, do you wear a mask? What, like outside? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, when was the last time you bought gas? I, I drove down to Virginia last week, so I bought gas on Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, oh, I also wear a mask, guys, by the way. I didn't I forgot. I got to answer this shit, too. Uh <laughs> Uh, last time I bought gas. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, crap, man. I don't know. Uh, probably it was, it was last week or maybe the weekend before. It wasn't that recent where I could immediately remember though. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Or it, it was, uh, it was at least a week, maybe more ago. Who is your least favorite band to play with? favorite band like that i was in no 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 like that we played with or that or i guess any of your bands who was your least favorite band that we played a show with you don't oh, have I'm to answer if you don't loud. yeah of course i'm not saying that out loud but i'll tell you i could tell you why okay because we were playing on a stage that was like four feet off the ground and load in and load out was out of this one little door uh-huh 
and they were pushing all their gear out on stage and keeping us from taking our gear off. Oh, okay. And I just remember cursing to myself the whole time. Huh. You'll have to tell me off the pod who that was. Cause I don't remember oh, that. I, I, I totally, I totally will. I, I think they're still around, but they're, they're a decent band and they weren't, they weren't trying to be jerks or anything like that. But I'm like, still remember that one. <laughs> trying to trying to push a cab when somebody's trying to push a cab out right that's funny dude just wait uh last show or concert uh jeez i don't even remember the last time i've been to a show it's been a long time concerts it's it's probably been like two years since i've been to anything oh wait no last summer went to have heart right oh yeah have heart have heart reunion in worcester all right thanks jessica see there you go the jessica with the assist Right. All right. Uh, what happens when you die? <laughs> lights out. <laughs> as far as I know, it just lights out. Perfect. People will talk trash about you. So be good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I couldn't say it any better. Yeah. Um, what happens when you die? Uh, uh, what happens when you die? Probably. Um, Hopefully someone will um, cry for you. I don't know. Hopefully <laughs> someone will cry for you when you Wait, die. That's what will happen. Are you, are you telling me you had all these questions set up and you didn't even have answers to the questions you were no, about I didn't to ask? Th- I didn't think of it. No. Wow. <laughs> I'm not that profound, man. I don't. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, so thank you, Steve, for being here. Uh, we're going to be talking. Steve's you're, you're, you're sticking around for the whole thing. So, uh, but I think, uh, we're, uh, going to bring in Rob Carpenter right now. We have audio. I don't know, do we? Oh, we have audio. Oh, we, <laughs> we have audio. One. Are you doing video? Uh, yeah, I do have video. I think I do. I don't see you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Meeting has been upgraded. To, okay. Hi. Oh, there it is. There he is. Wow. Sensing this look going on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we all have pretty sweet beards. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, quarantine beard. <laughs> yeah, my quarantine beard has been going on for like 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, mine was pre-quarantine too. I, uh, but I, I uh, it's definitely, I just trimmed it recently, actually. It was like a little longer, a little pointier, and now it's all round. I still, I, I got to get to a guy who can like do it for me because I can't see the sides and shit. It's too hard. Yeah, I'm telling you. Get the mirrors that open up on the sides to get so you can get like the three way. Oh man, yeah, that's a good idea. Tell you, that's the way to do it. That's a good idea. Ah, shit, man. So, how you been? Good, good. Actually, busy as hell. Um, you know, working for subcon uh, government subcontractor now. Uh, so I'm doing a whole bunch of technical work BS. Cool. But can't complain too much about it. That's awesome. And where are you living these days? You don't have to like give us your address. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually in uh, in Southern Maryland. Maryland. Oh yeah. wow. Okay, that's like a state like Connecticut. It's like oh, 
It's a drive-through state. Maryland. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Connecticut's uh yeah, we get a I we that's a constant uh sort of thing in our podcast is just how dull uh Connecticut is. But it is better than New Hampshire, so there's that. Uh, that's that's true. There's more <laughs> stuff going on there. Uh, I know when I was living there, I had uh, quite a bit of fun. Yeah, for sure. So we were uh, so Steve and I were just sort of chatting about uh, the band, um, sort of like early beginnings and sort of some of the things like our band name, and you know, because that sort of happened. You came into Invocation of Nehek. You you yeah. can't. You were our technically our second singer, but you were the only one that really matters. So. Um, which is, I mean, like I no disrespect to Matt, but Matt, uh, was a kind of a carryover from the previous band. And, um, he was more in it for the shows and sort of the dancing and the shit that went along with that and less yeah. about the craft of being a vocalist. And so, um, I don't feel bad saying that. I don't, I think he would, I can't imagine he would disagree with that. Whereas you, on the other hand, I actually would say you are 50% of why people like our band. I would say, I wouldn't go that far. I would say you and Tom O'Hare are two of the biggest reasons why people like us. I think it's, we were, you know how some bands and I don't know, maybe you just, Steve has a face on right now. That's <laughs> no, no, I, I fully agree. I'm disagreeing with Rob. Okay. Me. Well, there are some bands that, you know, there's some bands that are drum bands. There are some bands that are guitar bands. There are some bands that are vocal bands. Um, there's not many bass bands. Sorry, Tim and Evan, but <laughs> prime. Yeah. There's prime. Yeah, it's the chili peppers, man. Come on. Uh, there's, yeah. There's okay. <laughs> no, like hardcore band, like maybe Psyopus, like something like that, you know, like, yeah, there you go. I think we named them all. We named them all. Good. That's it. Those are the only <laughs> bass bands, but there are bands that people like because of drums in particular. And I would say like the biggest band people like for drums is Mashuga. Everyone sort of knows that like, Oh my God, he's insane. That's a reason, a big reason why people get into Mashuga is the drumming. Um, and I think that's a reason why people like us, but that same thing with you. I think you had such a good metal voice at the time. I, I mean, maybe you'd still do. I don't know why we'll, we'll get to that part, but the thing I want to say about it is that like you had a very polished professional sounding metal voice that other bands at the time just didn't have. Like it was always just some kid screaming, breaking his voice, not really, you know, uh, articulating a lot of bands. Also their singers didn't write that much. Like you were constantly writing you always had like a little notebook and you were always like writing yeah. shit down. You guys picking on me in the van. Well, we did going you, my you, notebook you, and drawing little pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, I, I, and I will say too, you, you probably were, uh, you did receive quite a bit of, uh, hazing. I would say more so than you probably deserved. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know what, when you come into a band that has, you know, f you know, at the time, three other people that were, have been playing together for a while mm. and, and you guys have known each other for a while. And I'm literally just the kid from New York that just happened to show up and you guys ran into JP. Right. That's, you know what I mean? So you guys didn't know me from a hole in the wall. 
And that was a weird um, questions. That was a weird serendipitous thing, too, because we we were recording that first demo that like kind of sucked. And then we parted ways with with Matt. Um, and then like, what was it, Steve? Like a week later. It was like that same I, I week. No idea. Well, it was you and I. You and I were at Sam Ash. I was with you. you yeah. Sure? We went to Sam Ash in, in Stratford, I think, in Stratford or whatever, somewhere in the 203. And we ran into that, JP that from to be New Haven. That was, that's where Sam Ash is. Oh, OK. Yeah. Because remember, we drove down to go pick up or maybe that was Tom. We 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 drove down to pick up a Nick. That kid Nick was going to try out for the band. Nick, the scene kid from uh, who was friends with all those uh, untold truth guys. Oh, oh Nicky. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Different Nick. Uh, different Nick. Oh. We were going. And, and, and then that kid, that Nick, he bailed on us. He like canceled as we were like driving there. And so we went to Sam Ash to kill some time. And we ran into JP from A Thousand Falling Skies. And he was like, hey, what are you guys doing down here? How you doing? And we're like, eh, not good. Like we were just trying to m- meet up a singer and uh, he bailed on us. Do you know anyone? He's like, yeah, my boy Rob just moved to Connecticut from New York. He used to be in this band called Shale. And we were like, oh, shit, because we played. I think we played a show with you upstairs in, in Waterbury. Yeah, Waterbury. Yep. And we got your demo. And we remember going back home and like we loved your demo, but we really loved you like your vocals. We thought you said I'm just like calling it like like, I thought you sounded like Randy from Lamb of God. And I was like, shit, this guy's such a good singer. And then when I hope it'll go well with me. (laughs) (laughs) I I, went. So when JP said shale, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like it really felt like. Uh, I was like, if, I don't know if you remember this, Rob, but like, I think we were pretty nervous about approaching you. Like we were like, cause we thought shale was maybe a little bigger than us. And you had that like sick guitar player. And, um, so yeah, like, yeah, I think we were just, I, I know I felt a little nervousness about reaching out to you. I was like, Oh, I wonder if he's even going to be into this. And then you were like, Oh yeah, no, I'm totally into it. And like, <laughs> well, yeah, cause it was, uh, JP had called me like, cause I had only been in Connecticut for like maybe two, three weeks tops. Mm. And I was actually living in the UNH dorms at right. the time trying to find a place. And, uh, so I asked, I asked, uh, Pedro, I pretty much asked all those guys, Hey, do you guys know of any bands that are looking for somebody? And, uh, JP and George were like, yeah, well, you know, we got a couple feelers out. We'll let you know. And then a couple days after that, JP gives me a call and he's like, Oh my God, you got to hear these guys. I'm like, Oh, all right. Well, and then you emailed me or I think you called me first. And then you emailed me the, uh, the blue demo. And I mean, compared to the stuff that I had been doing, which was a lot more like thrash based kind of stuff. Um, I, I, it was, different, you know, a lot different. And it was kind of more what I wanted to do because I liked having the breakdowns just because when you go to shows and you throw a breakdown in there and you got like, you know, 200 scene kids in there, they just absolutely kick the shit out of each other. Right. And I love that. Yeah. I sure. love that. 
Yeah, so, I guess back then, like, like they're probably at least in Connecticut, the thrash and more traditional metal scene was not quite as vibrant. And so yeah. those kids just didn't exist and those shows weren't really happening. And yeah, we, we found that out we, when we played, um, well, with you guys and then we played um, in uh, somewhere in the middle of a blizzard up in Massachusetts with the Acacia Strain. First time I had ever heard of those guys is that in shale it, or an invo it was shale shale yeah and uh it was you know because we were pretty pretty traditional thrash with like you know death metally vocals and kids just literally did the crucial arm cross the entire show yeah like during us you know right. and then the occasion comes, the strand comes out and they just hit like one down tune chug and the place just explodes and i'm sure. like dude i'm in the wrong scene <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny, too, because so it's like and I guess I never connected these dots. I knew you were you always liked a wide variety of metal, um, but I never, I guess, connected the dots that you and Tom, when we got Tom in the band, Tom came from a very like kind of conventional, traditional metal background, too. Yeah. And um, so like we kind of got you guys and then and then we kind of had to like figure out how to like horrify like certain aspects of the band uh because we had this like metal influence that uh clearly now I'm, I'm starting to see was like um more uh more with your contributions and toms than maybe i even realized at the time yeah i mean tom and i talked about this you know fairly early on um like the kind of music that we had listened to you know, growing up and, you know, one of the first con- or the first concert I ever went to was Metallica when I was six mm-hmm. and King Diamond and, you know, That's Slayer, awesome. like stuff like that. Right. So That's sick, man. Up where I was from, uh, death metal is, I mean, still right. huge up in that area, you know, like skinless is from there. You know what I mean? So, right. Well, and then, so that was another thing that happened with you in particular that was, well, there's a few things that that beyond, I think, you know, your, your voice and your writing ability, which I think is always re- I always thought was really good. I think people still really enjoy your lyrics even today. Like well, I cool. still get people who who reach out to the, the Facebook page. This is and that's why we're doing this is people still to this day. Write to us. And and ask questions and they're like looking for old material. They're looking they, they like we just got one kid. It was uh, last month. He was asking for a, a performance of my gift to liars that he felt he thought was on YouTube, but maybe it disappeared. And he he said it was in a gym, although I don't remember any my gift to liars videos being in a gym. And I and I said, I'm like, I'm like everything that I'm aware of is up on YouTube. And he's like, OK, well. He goes to this day. It was one of the most electric uh, electric performances. It gets me going. Thanks, man, and thanks for responding too. That was uh, David uh, Janowitz. So thank you, David, for reaching out. And that was just a couple weeks ago. That's like I'm thoroughly surprised. I mean, we haven't been a band for fourteen what? years. Fourteen years. The band broke up. Yeah, fourteen. I mean, what, June tenth, uh, two thousand six. Was our last show uh, that you came up for. We had the last show was I really actually loved our last show and how we did it. I I know there was a little 
maybe controversy around it post the last show, but I did love that we were able to get everyone to come back and everyone who was part of it um, was able to participate. I mean, genuinely, you know, I always looked at us as, you know, pretty much from the time I joined the band, you know, we all became pretty fast friends, um, mm. which even with every other band I've been in, um, there's like one or two people that I just instantly click with. And then sometimes the other ones, I'm just kind of like, you know, we're in a band. Right. I'm not going to go hang out with them. Yeah. But we all hung out all the time. We actually genuinely enjoyed each other's company. Right. Which is kind of rare for an entire band. Right. To just vibe like that. And that actually makes the writing process a lot easier in my opinion, because you guys can bounce ideas off me and I can do it off of you. And Tom can throw in his stuff and Tim yeah. and, and, and there's not going to be like, no, fuck you. That's stupid. I don't like it. We didn't do that. We we're just like, all right, well, let's give it a shot. Right. You know, we, everybody respected each other's, you know, musical input, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, and rare. You had to leave due to life sort of things that just yeah. like you had to kind of get on with your life. And so like, but when you were in the band, like you felt like you were able to kind of communicate and your needs were sort of met and, Honestly, yeah. Um, like my big thing was I just wanted to write. Um, yeah. Right around the time, I think our second tour, I think it was just us initially. Yeah. Um, that was when like my anxiety started kicking in. Right. And uh, it got to the point where like towards towards the end there, I was having a really hard time. I mean, that's why I was drinking as much as I was mm. uh, like at shows before shows, things like that. It's just because I was having a hard time dealing with that stuff. Yeah. But the fact that when I was there and I could write, I would prefer to write over playing shows. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but I really enjoyed the fact that, you know, not only would I, you know, write lyrics and vocal lines and things like that is if I had an idea, you know, Steve and I lived together. So if I had right. an idea for a song or like a riff or something, right. I'd bounce that off of him and he rocked it out. Yeah. Didn't you guys, you guys came up with the riffs for my gift, right? Yeah. Yep. And then Tim, I think kind of like added in some pieces on that too. Once it got brought to the Tom even came up with parts of that, uh, parts of that song. Yeah. That was like a real, that, that, that song is, I think a true collaborative effort. Yeah. I mean, and that was the, that was the cool thing is that literally everybody in the band had input on that song. It wasn't like, all right, well, here's a song, right. Let's learn it. And, you know, maybe alter a couple things here or there. It was just like, we literally, I think Steve and I came up with a couple of riffs. We brought it to you guys and then we all just kind of added to it. Right. And that's still to this day, my favorite song. We, we, we definitely had, um, a collaboration and, and you, yeah, you played a little bit of guitar. And so you were able to bring riffs to the table too, which was yep. also awesome. I still um, play guitar, even though I'm old as fuck now. Well, so that's, so that's, uh, so that's, so, so we have a lightning round of questions here. Oh shit. Okay. Are you ready? Bring them on. Steve answered these two. I answered them already too, but um, you're going like, to you're, you're have, have to listen back to get the answers. God, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll listen to one more episode. <laughs> um, so do you still play your instrument? So, I mean, like you're the vocalist. Do you, so are you still singing? Are you in a band? 
Um, actually, I've been writing stuff on my own. Um, I have a couple of other guys down here in Maryland. In this area, there's not a lot of people that are into the same style of music yeah. uh, that I am. So, but you're but still, you're still playing guitar? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you're still yes, playing. I do. Actually, I just bought a, uh, a Blackstar HT100 and a uh, Roland 412 cab that I plan on putting Celestians in. Nice. Yeah, Sick. they're pretty sweet. I have a little desktop Yamaha amp. That's what I play. <laughs> Oh, nice. Hey, anytime you want to come down and borrow my amp, feel free. <laughs> Steve still has my uh, my 412 cabinet from... Uh, well, sort of. I left it someplace. Now, it's, go now it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that back. My head's down there, too. All right. Um, let's see. Okay, so have you been in any band since uh, since Ion? Uh, nothing serious. Okay. Um, I jammed with a couple of bands just for something to do in Virginia, and... Uh, I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> to oh, be really? honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. They were just a bunch of like scene kids that wanted me there for the name. And okay. I was just like, you know, they're playing just the stuff that was in the area when we were playing, like right. the local kids just trying stuff out. And I was just like, and I remember what Brendan had told me uh, long, long ago. He's like, if you ever leave, you got to move up, not back down and start at the beginning. Right. And I was and I was just like, I, it's just so much work to try to get them to where we were, even close to where we were. Yeah, I mean, that... And they weren't as good, so... Can I counter that argument, though? Because I think, like, there's people who will listen to this who are, like, kind of, like, who geek out on, like, the inner workings of bands. And so, uh, like, I tend to... I, I would disagree with Brendan on that. I to would an extent, I agree with you. Yeah, I think I think that... Knowing Brendan, who was in our band, uh, mm-hmm. he was uh, he was only in our band briefly. And then he left our band like mid tour to go join 100 Demons. Um, yes, he did. And so he practices what he preaches for sure. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for creating your own stuff. And not just jumping on someone else's. And so, you know, like, and I, and, and I think like for a certain kind of musician, that model can work if, you know, and eventually he got sick of that too, because he went and made his own band. Yeah. Uh, well, I forgot the name of them. Pristina. Yeah. Pristina. That's right. Yeah. And I really think it matters what your definition of up means though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything you do should be better than the last. Otherwise, it's just not going to be great. And that's kind of where my mindset was at that point in time was I wanted to do something that was musically what I wanted to do, not go get in some, you know, scene band, which is I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's where most bands start off. Right. Um, and actually, when you're just starting off, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but the kids in the bands that I was jamming with thought that, you know, they're like, Oh, well, you're going to, your name's going to carry the band. I'm like, right. no, it's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and to that point, you know, y- your replacement Lou was one of these kids who just wanted to trade up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. And, uh, we, that, that mentality his on his end, not yours or our like that mentality of of trading up and up and up and up mm. is uh 
partially the one of the the straws that broke our back as far as patience. We just couldn't deal with this kid. He was like young, immature, and cool metal voice, but like he was a pain in the ass. And you know, I'm not like trying to. I think I, he probably would admit that. I mean, like he he was like difficult a little bit. And because I think he had ideas of like what being an assigned band was going to be like, I think he thought it was going to be a lot more glamorous than it was. And he was like sorely disappointed. And so trading up isn't always what it's made out to be either. And and yeah. I would argue that Brendan trading up to hundred demons, he didn't stay in that band that long after that. Like, <laughs> no, he, um, so trading up is not always what it's made out to be. Yeah, he he had told me uh, after that, you know, because he's, you know, he was still really close to me after all that. Um, he even told me he was he was like, you know what? He goes, you guys were just way more fun. <laughs> he's like, I love the I love this band. I love the music, but you guys were just more fun. Well, that's that was part of what we were uh, part of what we were discussing uh, before you got on the calls. Yeah, I mean, we you could be a professional band and you could do the work and get the work done and definitely go places. But we didn't, we had more of a, well, fuck you attitude. Yeah. We'd rather uh, jam it out. Right. If you don't enjoy yourself, what the fuck is the point of doing it? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And I think that that's where we, that, you know, that, that became a piece of that, that last straw. Uh, and I think, you know, Lou was a piece of that. He like had someone had you stayed or had someone better replaced you like better than Lou, not better than you. Um, maybe we wouldn't have been so impatient at the time. Well, the thing is anytime you talk to any of the bands that we've ever toured with, played with, that ended up going out on a lot of tours, all of them will tell you if you want to get famous, if you want to have the like, glamor of the whole rock and roll thing, you're in the wrong style of music. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's just the way it is. Like, unless you are, you know, in a really, really big band. Yeah. You're not going to, and even then, right. you know, I mean, Kill Switch, I mean, last time I saw them, they still were riding in a van. Yeah. I mean, it was a big van. It was a nice van, but it's right. still a van. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that's like I, I think you're that's 100 percent right. This is not, you know, you, the, the, the chances of being famous or rich or whatever your that, that sort of pedestal is, um, is so low in this genre and, all, and, and music in general. But this genre in particular, um, yeah. at the time, there was a metal boom, you know, there was a, or a bubble rather. And, yeah. uh, you know, with all the the different sort of arena tours that were happening and bands were just getting signed and s picked up left and right. MySpace was still new and in present company right here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so it's like so there there was something to be said for that mentality, too. There is that other side of the coin that back in the, that that time period that there was a real uh, trajectory you could take. Uh, there which were, there were bands getting picked up just because like, uh, I mean, job for a cowboy was a bunch of kids in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And they blew up and they were on metal blade. They were headlining tours like. Yeah. People see that they think it's attainable. But meanwhile, you know, there's 50,000 other bands that that's not happening to. Right. Right. And I mean, they they had a great sound and they knew how to they knew how to market. Yep. And the only thing that stopped that band, in all honesty, was the fact that they 
decided to do what they wanted to do and start playing like technical death metal as opposed to what they were doing before, which honestly, I love the, their newer stuff. I thought it was fantastic. But all the, the fans, you know, they, oh, it's not. Where's all the breeze, man? Breeze. Where's that? And a lot of people fell off. And I was like, this band is still ridiculously good. Like, I don't get all the hate. But that's just my opinion. I'm going to just barrel through these uh, lightning rounds. All right. Lightning round uh, things. That was the first one, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that was. uh, (laughs) All right. So uh, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, pot about pot. Of there course. we go. Thank you. I appreciate You're that. Welcome. See, this is why we were talking about how you were like so much more likable than than me and Steve were back in the day from like a <laughs> political standpoint. And this is exactly why I I just <laughs> want to point this out. It's, <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. That's very sweet of you. Um, let's see. What was the last song you listened to on Spotify? The last song on Spotify? Spotify. I shit, what the hell was it? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of black metal, okay. uh, like a lot of it. And I was, I think the last thing I was listening to was Nordland two by Bathory. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I go old school. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't know what that is. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, I've also been listening to like, you know, Burzum and Emperor and Dark Throne and all that good stuff too. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Do you wear a mask? Uh, I have to. Okay, good. There we go. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people that's going to put other people's, even if I was like that, which I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not going to put other people's lives in risk just because I don't want, I can't breathe in this. Right. <laughs> you know, shut the fuck up. It's, it's made of cloth. Good All right. Lord. When was the uh, last time you bought gas? Uh, today. Wow. Okay. So you're like, yeah. you're, you're really, you're moving around. Well, I, I could barely I remember. I think mine was like a week and a half ago. I don't, I don't entirely remember. I wish I only had to put it in a week and a half ago. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, okay. Uh, when we, when we used to play shows, who was the least favorite band we played with? My least favorite band. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Rob, you, it, you don't it, have to answer that so if you, you know, don't want it. I didn't answer what the name of the band was. Yeah, I, I, don't just gave I, I don't think I did either. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to have to say it was, I actually have a shirt that was given to me uh-huh. uh, by the band that I am not a fan of. And I know that you and their singer, I think, had a little tiff at one point in time. Hmm. Out in like Colorado or some shit like that. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't name the band, but fuck that band. Yeah, why, no, screw that. That's why I was a murderer. All right, well, there you go. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> they were, yeah, actually, I'll, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, I might even hop on that. That you're, You know what? You're right. They were probably our... I, 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 I didn't answer it before. I forgot to answer it because I was like kind of answering them after Steve. Um, I think locally in Connecticut, we, I would say our rival band was the breathing process. Like, and, and so like they were our rivals. It's just, that's what it was. Um, yeah, which was weird. Cause I came into that whole situation. Right. And I actually got along with like all those guys, except for that one Pat guy. Cause he did something shady to one of my, to my friend, Amy. Oh yeah. 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 The guitar player, the right? Band, yeah. 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 
and, and, and just so I'm not going to get into it, but like the only, the reason why that started off so competitive with them is because their drummer was our first drummer. And that, that was like it. a high school oh, yeah. rivalry. It wasn't like a, yeah, that was, that was, that was really the extent of it. Um, all right. So fair enough. I was, but I'm with you. Murderer. Rob yeah, said it. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, let's see. Last show or concert you went to? Uh, I went and saw Slayer's last tour. Wow. Uh, okay. Last summer. Oh, I didn't answer that either. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was them, Lamb of God, Behemoth. Uh, oh, yeah. And Rax. It was. Oh, yeah. That was a big tour. That came that came here close to us. I live yeah. so I live in Norwich now. Here's a funny thing about where uh, I live is I live about five minutes away from the Pogo Club where okay. Ken Susie saw us. Yep. And and want and said he wanted to record a demo with us. So I live about like five minutes from there. And th- that's also near the casinos. And that tour came there. I remember when that came. Um, wow. All right. Last question. Uh, well, second to last question. What happens when you die? What happens when you die? Uh, you cease to exist. Mm. Very, that's, very astute. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you just, you're gone. Um, so anyway, well, so I think, uh, man, I, 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 I'm, I wish I could keep this going, man. I, I, I think, uh, I have to like, I, I have a hunch. This is going to be like this with all you guys where I kind of just want to keep this going with like all of you and do like a whole episode, but, uh, I have to, we have Elliot here waiting. Is there anything you want to tell anyone who's listening, uh, who you know is following the, the Facebook page or anything like that? Um, actually, yeah, I got one last thing. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so my brother and my, uh, one of our mutual friends have started a game development company. Mm-hmm. Uh, relatively recently it's called world Ga- games uh right now that's the company name but we're ma- in the process of making a game that it's not it's like a mix between a video game and a tabletop oh cool like D and shit like that yeah um except it's uh it's something like this has never been done before it literally is like a virtual tabletop that you if you're the you know, game master or whatever, you actually make up your own stories in this particular world. And then you, you use our mechanics. So it's basically like you're playing a video game, mm. but you get to make up the story. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's, I'm actually super excited about it. We've been working our asses off on it. What's the web. Do you have a website? Um, we actually just bought it. Okay. We haven't designed it yet. All right. Well, give, so what you can do is give, give me all of the uh, contact, like or whatever the best way people are to find you, whether it's social or whatever. Yeah. And we'll put it in the description of this when I post it. And when I put the show notes together, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome, man. It's so great seeing you, man. I'm like, I wish I, I, I just know this is going to be like this with everyone. I wish we could like do this, like, like an hour with each of you. Well, you know what? You have other podcasts. We have other. We might have to do like a Invo episode, like Redux, like part two. Into it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it, dude. All right, man. Nice seeing you guys. Yeah. Same here. All right. Later. All right. Bye. All right. Let's bring in Elliot. Elliot Geller. Wow, I was about to start sending really angry messages <laughs> to the group chat. 
<laughs> you thought Rob was going to be on time? <laughs> when when it hit eight twenty, I was like, okay, it's past like a few minutes. I'm going to start being a dick. I did. I did warn everyone to come into this prepared to be like fifteen minutes late across the board. Yeah, right. And I waited fifteen minutes casually, and when it hit twenty minutes, I was like, fuck these guys. It's war. Uh, well, everyone, this is Elliot Geller. We have. <laughs> This is okay, I'm gonna go now. This is this is per this is this is very typical of an Elliot entrance on top of it. It's very loud, very angry. Very <laughs> and uh, also very on point, too. Very on point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm angry and loud, but I'm right. He cuts like a knife. <laughs> so how you been? Hey guys. How you been, my uh, dude? How have I been? Um you know, uh, just trying to survive. The world's kind of a crazy place right now, and yeah, it's weird. You know, I'm I'm working from home, and I'm mostly not seeing anybody. And right, you know, I think in the grand scheme of the world, no complaints. But you know, navigating that over what's now been a handful of months is pretty weird. Yeah. Um. So that's my answer. I, yeah. I've been all right. That's good. How are you? How are you guys? Yeah, same. I mean, I'm working from home and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, just trying to get through sort of what all this means, uh, as far as like my, my kid and my family and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, overall, I'm very lucky to have the, the job that I have and that I'm able to work and so many people are, are not able to work. So, uh, you know, just really, uh, you know, uh, too blessed to be stressed, I guess. <laughs> I don't think I ever would say that phrase, but I agree with the sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> too, it's yeah, it's a very flippant thing to say. It's not particularly. <laughs> not, it's it's cringy and it's not nice. It's it's it really is just not very likable. One of the yeah. through lines so far has been how unlikable I am. So I think that that's. A <laughs> And and late, unlikable and late. <laughs> well, in fairness, that that Steve did have a hand in that. So good. Well, but Steve is likable, so it's forgivable. That's right. See, there is. Well, oh man, I wouldn't go that. Far. I'm less unlikable. <laughs> Your hair is pretty insane right now. I wish the the listeners could see what I'm seeing. Oh, and I got it tucked back through a through my heads headset. There, it's it's getting it's getting gross. Yeah, yeah, it looked less gross before, but equally as crazy. So. The, the the thing that I want to get into with with Elliot is how, you how loud and angry I am. You, is this an very loud. Well, that is one of the common things that we <laughs> would kind of joke about was that you were like a yell talker. You have like the loudest volume of voice. Yeah, that that out of all of us, I think. Yes. I don't know if it was just out loud, like, but it was just mid-range. It just cut right through yeah, the mix. I don't think it's out of us. I think it's out of, like, the majority of the human population. I, I also <laughs> think it's also that, like, we all were just, like, surrounded by loud music all the time. And, like... <laughs> I'm a drummer. Yeah. I it's, mean, you gotta, it's gotta project. Did, you guys didn't talk to Tom yet. Tom's probably gonna show up and be super quiet and make me look like an asshole for blaming it on <laughs> drums. But I blame it on being a drummer. But, so, so you... Um, came into invocation of Nihak as uh, this our second drummer, and you did a lot of work. Like when when I think of Elliot and Evan, I think like you did a lot of work. 
you did a lot of the you did touring, writing, recording. Um, you hosted as a as a as a as a practice space. Like once you joined the band, we essentially relocated to to upstate New York as a yeah, band. Well, well, part of that, you know, we we would have to thank my parents for because sure, I was, right. I was just a young tyke, and it was their house. But yes, otherwise, yeah. yeah. And you you introduced us to Evan, who who joined the band first, but you two were always a little bit of a package deal. Like, yeah, right, right. When when I saw you guys were looking for a bass player, I pretty much told Evan uh, me and Evan had been playing in a band together and we had just I don't know if we actually formally broke up, but, uh, you know, it was clearly not moving forward. And I saw you guys needed a bassist and I messaged him and pretty much was like, Hey, if you don't join this band, you're like actually a stupid person because uh, because they're really good and they're really cool and they're touring. And so it's like all the things you wanted from my band, which you just joined, which you didn't get. So go do it. Yeah. Um, and I went with him when he tried out for you guys. That's right. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. So you were like always sort of like part of the equation um, because, yeah, after he joined, I mean, every you were pretty much at. Most of those shows, I can't really think of too many times where you weren't there without him. Maybe for yeah, practices well, and so stuff. Did, did you, you guys would know better than me. Did you guys ever tour with Evan besides the Through the Eyes of the Dead tour before I started playing with you? Not, no, we did the one tour because he joined us. And he was graduating from college. That was the Through the Eyes of the Dead tour. Yeah, and that so was he, keep, they, that was the uh, that was the first time he toured with us. Like yeah, right so, down there. So um, I don't remember if you guys were already on that tour, or if it was beforehand. But um, you guys got the offer for the tour that I ended up filling in for um, when Tom was still in the band, but you knew he wouldn't get the time off school, and mm. so uh, I had agreed to fill in for you guys either during or before, right before the Through the Eyes of the Dead tour. And so Evan graduated college and missed one of the shows, I believe, and had to yeah. get dropped off at like the second or third show. And, and oh, Falls. yeah, that's right. I, dro- I drove him to that show. And around the same time, you guys asked me to fill in. And I was like, well, sure. But I've only, at, you know, I've got the album, but I've only seen you guys live like X amount of times because I live in New York and you live in Connecticut. So I'm just going to come to like every show on that tour. That's like within like three hours drive and just like sit next to Tom and watch him play drums. So I drove Evan to that tour. And then I came to like the Connecticut show, the Massachusetts show, the other New York shows and like just sat on stage and like learned your songs and got to, you know, that's also when I met Justin. I think that was also, that was when Jerry was filling in for them. And so they were looking for a drummer. Right. We, we didn't know that I'd end up replacing Tom. And so I had actually emailed Justin was like, Oh, I'll try out for through the eyes of the dead and came out and met him on that tour. And so then I was kind of like in this position where I was like, man, I should just follow this tour. Cause at some point I'm going to play drums for some band. I don't care which one it is. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I ever knew that. That I, which part that you, that you were, that you tried out for through the eyes. I didn't try out. I oh. emailed Justin. You were the person who told me to. Oh, was I? And yeah, you you had told me to, and um, I Man. never tried out. Um, we 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 established a little earlier on that I I probably have one of the worst memories out of everyone in the band. Um, I, I, ironically, you probably have one of the best memories in the band, considering a few things. But like, what is that supposed to mean? It, 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 I don't know. It just means something. <laughs> 
I think I'm offended. I think, um, you're, I think you think you're offended. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you've always talked about how good my memory is. I mean, we're also going way back. I mean, I joined the band. We're talking like uh, 2005. So we're talking 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, some of those side details too, like me trying me even remotely thinking about joining through the eyes of the dead. Like, sure, we were all your friends, but like that could have been, you know, a big chunk of my life that whereas like that was literally just an email between me and Justin to you. Right. Um, yeah, that would have been a better that would have been a better go for you than uh, than where you ended up with us. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, I, I, well, <laughs> I, I toured with them anyway, and the drummer that they got after that tour didn't stick around for too long. So, you know, maybe even though you and Evan, we didn't know you guys like out of our local scene, um, you guys personality wise fit very well with us. And we always felt like chemistry was a big, uh, it was was an important piece to bringing band members in, um, which is why Lou was so terrible in our band. Um, I thought we weren't doing this. Well, (laughs) Lou, we're talking shit about because who cares? (laughs) (laughs) We, we already did with Rob. I've got a whole different thing to talk about now. Um, but with you guys, you guys definitely, um, y- you know, you, you guys fit in and I would, s- you guys fit in so well, but, and I think the three of us on this call right now, the, th- and I, not to exclude Evan, but Evan would, uh, go back home after we would practice because he lived in New York and sure. a lot of times we would practice, but then after practice, it would be the three of us. And yes. so I think the three of us in particular bonded quite a bit over that time. Yeah, we had we had little slumber parties. We had a lot of slumber parties. Oh, like, can I slept in the, that chair. I was, I was about to say, can I tell the world about the chair that Steve every weekend showed up and said, don't let me sleep in that thing that I hate sleeping in. <laughs> it was that, every, it was like that wicker basket of a chair. And every morning he woke up and said, like, I slept in it again. Yeah. It, just to just to explain it for people, it's like a giant bowl, like a wicker bowl with like it's, a um, like a pad it's inside a, of it's it. It's a Papazon love seat, if you know what a Papazon is. Okay, there you go. You guys can Google that. Papazon love seat. And so it's a two-seater one. Yeah. But it's it's shaped like a like a I, I don't know, like a liver. <laughs> but it's but it's a scoop. Yeah. And so Steve, who sleeps on his stomach, would like sleep with his like back arched with his like neck cranked back and like he'd wake up and be like dude don't ever let me sleep on that thing again and then he'd show up and be like dibs on that thing that i hate sleeping in right that's so funny it's so good to fall asleep in that thing it's just terrible to wake up in it Uh, it happens to be so often on my couch i hate my couch but like sometimes i just pass out there and then i wake up and i'm like what am i doing yeah, but but you have a bed, whereas like Steve didn't have a bed in my house, so that's pretty different, Rob. Wow, why did I have a bed and Steve didn't have a bed? <laughs> <laughs> because Steve because Steve dibs on the thing he hated. <laughs> if Steve ever showed up and said "fuck off, Rob," I'm claiming the bed. You would have slept in that thing. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, I'm, a, I'm a pleaser. That's, that, that was what I did. I just I just wanted to keep the peace and Steve, make every sh- make sure everything kept moving. Steve's a that's, giver. That's, that's why we bonded. If Steve had ever slept in that bed, Rob would have woke up cranky. We've all determined he's not likable. The band would have broken up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So 
Yeah, I think like, you know, we with with you, we oh, also you had like we you also supplied a van and trailer for the band. Like you were like um, and for the record, like none of that mattered. Like it was not any of that shit. It was legitimately that you were the best person to be in our band because of how well we got along with you. That was hands down the most important thing. Um, and everyone was if anyone's listening to this, like and, and you are still trying to be in a band, although if you're listening to this, you're probably close to being 40 and uh, <laughs> you're probably not doing anything with music. But um, uh, if you are like that chemistry, I just think is so important. And I think that you and I and, and Steve, I think the three of us um, really did have a lot of special time after those jam sessions and, and, and practices making it sound real weird and dirty. No, man, I I really do. I, I think that like, I think back and like when I think of the band and I, and this is no disrespect to, to Tim and Tom, but like when I think of the band now, I, I really do think of that era of, of you and Evan being in the band. And, I, and that's no disrespect to them. You know, we had great times with them too. Well, I, I think uh, the, the, as far as I know, the longest, the biggest tour ever was my first tour. And and I say that having spent the next decade of my life touring and never being on a tour that long ever again with any other band either. Mm. And so like, um, you know, obviously I can't speak for you two. Um, and I didn't have the same kind of relationship with Tom and Tim, like they were my friends. But um, when, when you think about the experience of being in a touring band, like, Tim and Tom helped write the album. Tim and Tom, like, were the foundation. Sure, I'll never be able to take away from that. But, like, when you think back to, like, man, you remember when we used to tour? It's like, man, we spent, like, 52 straight days living in a box together. And it's right. like, that's going to be the memory you have, even if, um, you know, when the band ended with um, with Lou in it. But, like, realistically, timeline-wise, Carp left, like, the first show after that tour. Like, yeah. me and Carp never played a show together as both official members i right. was a fill-in and he quit like the day of the first show of me being official so like i was never in the band with rob but like that's the band like and and yeah. you know again like i can't speak for you guys like obviously you have different memories but right. like man that tour was the band for me right yeah so i guess like yeah you 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 probably do there was probably a feeling on that that big tour that you're like oh this like i'm a like i'm a fill-in where i guess like when i think back to that tour i don't now in hindsight i never think of it that way yeah well you know it was interesting because um i actually remember and, and here we go we can talk about my memory it was like one of the first it was early on in the tour i know which i know exactly which night it is um and you're going to laugh if I get that deep, but um, it was like within the first week that you and me, we were up, we were pulling in all my drive and you were like, this is what I want to do. And I'm not going to kick Tom out, but like, we need to give him an ultimatum. Mm. Like it, and, and like, it was clear from, from that point on, like there was no point on that tour when you were like, I'm going to kick out Tom for you ever. It was never that, yeah. but you made it pretty clear. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what Steve wants to do. Like, we can't wait for college. Right. Like I, I need Tom to make a choice so that we can move forward. Right. Um, and so I did feel like a fill in for sure. But I think that from early on, like there was like that glimmer of hope and, you know, again, we could have come home and you could have said, Tom, we want to do this. And Tom said, good, I'll wait for college. Like 
like, let's do it. And I would have never been back on the road with you guys. But I, I think that those two mixed feelings were just right. like, you know, go out there, give it your all and see how it goes. The, yeah, that's a. I think that was a real possibility. I So I suppose you you probably would have had that sort of feeling looming over you because that that is legitimate. Like we did not go out on that tour expressly to get rid of Tom. Right, um, right. I mean, when, when we came home, I don't know if you remember, but after you guys came home and you gave Tom the ultimatum and he made his decision, you made me try out anyway. <laughs> did we? <laughs> Do you remember that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's reaction to that was enough for me. I'm good here. <laughs> uh, I, that does sound like some kind of asshole move. That, <laughs> well, that does, I don't yeah. know, man. I think, I, if I recall correctly, and I, I well, might not, you guys I might have I, just been assholes, but I think you guys made me write a song with you to make sure that the writing chemistry was there well, more than that, any. And that's that may be that very well may be true because I I, I think above all I, I and again it's that it's it's that interpersonal chemistry that was such an important piece to the band. And I, I really do think other bands were jealous of it. Yeah. But then we broke up and they all made money. So maybe yeah, they were right. Off no, they were right. That's for sure. For though. sure. But <laughs> we could have probably gotten a little farther than we did. If we uh, worked on our professionalism instead of having a good time. That's just true. Beat the shit out of each other and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely don't think, uh, I, I, we probably did have your, I think the songwriting thing is probably like what you mean by yeah. that. And I think, I mean, I think you guys pretty much said like, you obviously have first dibs. We're not going to like ask 20 other people to try out, but like, right. if we can't write a song with you, then like, how is this going to move forward? And I, I, I'll, I think I went back and listened to the demo stuff that we did with you and Evan. And I still think those songs are very strong. I still think that those I, I wrote one I wrote two of them. So yeah, I think those songs are still really strong overall. I think that we would have um I think we were on a good direction with writing with you. And um Steve's riffs were fucking awesome. Like like Steve wrote most of those riffs. <laughs> but I was grouchy as hell then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like Do you remember, they, that? Do you remember the, when we compiled the seven minute song? Yeah, uh, like, that, yeah that's a good Steve Steve's memory. Rob, you and I composed that seven minute song. Steve showed up, we played it for him, and he was like, Well, I'm never coming back to band practice ever again. And you were like, dude, you wrote every single riff in this song. (laughs) (laughs) I just put them together, but this is all you. Yeah. I mean, we 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 did have that ability to to kind of do that, but um I I just think that those songs were really strong. And I, I always um I always I I would say if I had any regrets with Invo is that we were never able to make a formal release with you and Evan um, is probably my biggest regret if I had one uh, with as it pertains to the band. Oh, interesting conversation uh, piece uh, uh, pertaining to that is um, we got one of the I asked I put out a thing on Facebook to see if anyone had any questions and some uh, a guy on there named I think Steve Rosetta uh, asked if we have any plans of releasing any vinyl. 
And uh, yeah, Steve Rosetta. Uh, to answer your question, Steve Rosetta, no, there are no plans. However, I do know that. While we're on the topic of not releasing any music with Elliot Nevin, uh, <laughs> fuck everybody who wants new music and fuck <laughs> Elliot Nevin. No, uh, but Steve Rosetta yeah, actually did reach out to us to see if uh, he he runs a vinyl printing company. And that's why he asked that question. Um, so, Steve Rosetta, um, I would actually entertain the idea of putting out vinyl of those demo tracks, considering uh, we don't own any of the self-titled or we own 50 percent of the rights to the self-titled. So we can't do shit with the self-titled. Can we re-record it first? They sound like crap. I'll do all the work. I know. It's, I mean, except for playing guitar. That's on you guys. But that, like, come on, I'll produce. That's, that's Rob's department. We could do that shit so easy. I don't uh, have a studio anymore. Who am I kidding? It would suck. It'd be miserable. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, Steve Rosetta, uh, since I know you have a vinyl company, uh, if you know, uh, I wouldn't, uh, maybe, I don't know. I would love to see, uh, the, 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 the demo stuff, uh, which is on our band camp with, uh, Evan and Elliot, uh, available in some capacity outside of a digital download. So, um, that would be awesome. Uh, but outside of that, no, we do not have any other plans or prospects of doing anything like that. Um, so I'm going to do a lightning round, Elliot, of questions. Just for me or is Steve involved? Uh, Steve's already answered these and, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking the, the same questions to everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, how quickly do I need to answer? What's uh, I, I wasn't here when this was introduced. No, I know. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like, yeah, like whatever you, whatever you think, like, like word like, association. Got, Got it. Yeah. Well, maybe not exactly <laughs> word association, but. Um, so you, do you still play your instrument? Uh, not as much as I wish I did. I yeah. couldn't tell you the last time I played. Okay. Um, what bands, uh, have you been in since invocation? Uh, I filled in for a band called jukebox romantics who are a punk rock band. I did warp tour with them and I toured with them for about a year and a half. Uh, right after invo me, Steve and Evan had a band called deadly. Yep. And we talked um, about that. They, deadly was awesome. I don't think I've been in any other bands. I did some recording projects. I've certainly toured with other bands as a crew member. I can't think of any others that I played in besides those two after Invo. Right, right. Yep. Okay. Um, that was fun. That time on the road with Jukebox and uh, Progress. Yeah, that was great. That's right. That was, that was, yeah, super I remember fun. I saw you both play at the uh, LNG in New London. Yeah, we did like a little mini week tour. It was it was like being an invo except without anybody except for Steve. Yeah, and different <laughs> bands and <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but we played a Connecticut show and it was me and Steve, so that's invo. <laughs> What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I'm supposed to say this one, but I don't really listen to podcasts. Oh man. All right. With those glasses and that beard? I know, right? I I just listen to music. The Harry Potter oh. podcast. Fuck talking. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then, so uh, so, what was the last thing you listened to on Spotify? <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> so we have some re- reverse. I, to get prepared. Um, I, uh, I honestly usually just like pick a like, here's what you like playlist, like uh, based on artists you follow. Okay. Um, I, I couldn't tell you this. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I think the last thing I listened to was the newest Intronaut album. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Um, do you wear a mask? Uh, I do when I leave my house, but I don't do that a whole lot. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. 
When was the last time you bought gas? Um, probably uh, within the past month. Uh, my parents actually recently moved, so I, I honestly have left the house a decent amount to help them with stuff. Okay. And uh, they moved from about a half hour away, so you do two or three trips out there, and your gas gets low. Right, right. Um, so yeah, within the past two or three weeks. Out of all the bands we played with, an in invocation. Who was your least favorite band to play with? Oh, man. As people or as music? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. You pick whichever one. <laughs> That's what, I thought wait. you were going to ask my favorite. This is almost tougher. <laughs> uh, oh, it, we did. I did answer this question uh, earlier with Rob. Uh, invocation of Nihek, obviously. Okay. They're the worst. Um, <laughs> fuck. That's really, really hard. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Um, you, you probably think that, who? Probably the band that tried to beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, for the record, failed miserably. <laughs> was that murderer in Colorado? Yeah, yeah it was. was. That's what Rob said, too. That's <laughs> I don't even remember what they sounded like. And honestly, everybody except for the dude who tried to fight you in that band were cool as hell. Yeah. They were like, man, he sucks. Like, I'll let him fight me if you guys are happy. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, let's see. Last show or concert you went to. So here's a bummer story. I was supposed to go to see Beneath the Massacre and Origin on March 28th. Uh, Beneath the Massacre, uh, both bands I've toured with, both bands that I'm very close friends with. Beneath the Massacre, I haven't been in the country in a couple of years. And it got, you know, COVID broke out. And I was like, this is a bad idea. I shouldn't go, but I'm going to. And then it got canceled the day before. That's the last oh. concert I was supposed to go to. Oh, yeah. That's um, a drag. Oh. Last concert that I did go to. I still uh, haven't answered this question. This is third <laughs> third time now. Nobody's asking you, Rob. No one's asking me. <laughs> I know I saw a mutoid man on my, uh, on my friend's birthday, but I can't remember if that was the last. And Maybe then... The last thing is uh, I'm going to skip the last one, but like, is this, so for anyone who's like listening on or that is, you know, from the Facebook page, is there anything that, you know, you want to like, let them know what you're doing right now, as far as like any projects, or do you want to say anything to them? Nah, I suck. I ran a studio for a long time and that was cool. And I don't anymore. And now I work for a financial company and I'm stupid. And none of you <laughs> I mean, I'm not stupid, I guess. I got a good job. I'm smart, but you guys would think I'm stupid and not care. No, they, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think the takeaway with, with so far is that like everyone's doing pretty well. So that's good. Everyone's, everyone's. Yeah, I, I grew up, I got a big boy healthy, job. Happy. I got married. I bought a condo. Like my life is going good, but nothing interesting for the fans. That's great. Uh, I did. I ran a studio for a long time. You could find, you know, the studio's Facebook page. You could find the SoundCloud lots yeah. of bands that I've produced over the past decade, yeah. um, which I still do on the side. I just finished mixing an album uh, two or three weeks ago. Awesome. Uh, a, band called, a band called Swamp Prophet who are fucking awesome. I'm not actually involved. I did produce it. That's the thing to check out. Cool. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, well, What's the uh, last it, one? You said you're skipping the last one. Give me the last one. What happens when you die? Me personally? <laughs> <laughs> My dogs go hungry? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? I want dinner. <laughs> well, 
Dude, I, 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 I had a hunch this was going to happen. I wish I could spend a whole hour with all of you guys, um, but I'm going to keep it moving. Next up, do a single podcast per member. Maybe that might that might be the way forward. If uh, everyone on the Facebook page listens and wants that, I will make that happen. So right on. Well, thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for being in our band and helping us out so much. Thank you for letting me in your band and needing so much help. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Be good. All right. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. We hope you've been enjoying this podcast reunion of Invocation of Niek on Pod About Pod. This has been part one. You can find part two in your playlist. To find information on everything you've been hearing here, go to podaboutpod.com to find all the different platforms where you can find all the different links for everything about this podcast or the band. Now on to part two.